Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tales from the Veg Patch with me, Kathy Slack. It's decision time in the veg patch this week, and boy, what a decision it is. The great debate of when to plant out is a heated argument, and the consequences pretty profound, as you're about to hear. Plus, the elderflowers are ready and blooming just in time for the Jubilee celebrations coming up, so I'm making my royal, i.e. recycled from Harry and Meghan's do, elderflower scones. As ever, do let me know what you think of each episode. You'll find me busy on Instagram and Twitter, which is at glutz underscore gluttony, or leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. The Great Gardening Gamble, Calling the Last Frost Potting sheds across the land are a hive of controversy this week. Brows are furrowed as gardeners everywhere ponder a crucial question. Gardening Twitter is nothing but back and forth on this hot potato. The debate is live and changing every day and things can become quite heated, understandably. After all, your choice in this matter can mean the difference between a productive patch and a puny one. What could this subject of debate be, you may ask? Why are gardeners so exercised about it? Surely it must be a really big deal. It is. The issue is frost. I know, serious stuff, right? The question occupying the minds of every gardener during mid-May is this. Have we had the last frost yet? Really? You might ask. I mean... We know Brits like to talk about the weather a lot, and gardeners even more than most. But honestly, is it really the be-all and end-all? Well, yes. Frankly, it is. Because a frost can end your veg-growing season before it's even begun. Some plants, peas, brassicas, broad beans, the occasional lettuce, will grow happily in the early spring chill, hunkering down during a touch of nighttime frost in late March and growing slowly but steadily during the milder days until they are primed and in peak fitness like a well-trained athlete to really get out of the growing blocks fast as soon as the weather warms up. Other vegetables 
tender crops, courgettes, tomatoes, cucumbers, green beans, pumpkins and the like are much higher maintenance. You must sow them indoors, giving them enough warmth, water and light for germination. Grow them on in pots, gradually acclimatising them to life outside. This involves a very laborious ritual of moving the pots outside during the day so they can become accustomed to temperatures below 18 to 20 degrees. You slowly increase the number of hours they spend outside until they can begrudgingly tolerate a mild sunny day outdoors. They won't be happy though. They will look a little limp on the first few days and complain that you left them out even though the sun had momentarily gone behind a cloud. Like I said, demanding. After a couple of weeks hardening off, as this ritual is called, you must, and this is the hard bit, plant out your tender seedlings as soon as the risk of frost is past. Which is fine judgement, because a late frost will turn them crispy and brown overnight and can be fatal. Why take the risk, you may ask? Why not just wait until June, when you'd know that short of an arch-villain taking control of the weather, the frosts are over. But this would not do either, because many tender veg, especially butternut squash, aubergines and tomatoes, need all the summer they can get in order to produce a decent harvest, used as they are to long Mediterranean summers and endless hours of sunshine. So, waiting too long means your seedlings don't have enough of a growing season to really make the most of things and might not be ready to harvest before the next frosts arrive in late October. So, calling the last frost accurately can make or break your veg season. Inevitably, the whole thing is fraught with anxiety for me. My usual rule is to wait until after the RHS Chelsea Flower Show, which is in the third week of May, usually. See you there next week? You're generally reliably clear of frosts by then, here in Oxfordshire at least. But the weather has been so unusually mild this past fortnight that I have been tempted to go early. Plus, and this is very rare for me, I was ahead of the game in my tender veg sowing this year, so the courgettes are big and getting leggy, desperate to be put outside before they run out of room on the windowsill. This combination of good weather and over-eager sowing has made me question my Chelsea rule. I take to Twitter to consult the gardening hive mind. Are we free of frosts? I ask. The answers come back, varied, voluminous, knowledgeable and some quite opinionated and I realise that the frost debate is both hugely complicated and very personal. Personal as in particular to one's circumstances, not as in emotional, though I'm starting to feel like it's that too. As fellow gardeners on Twitter remind me, it's not just a matter of where you are in the country, but how sheltered your growing spot is, which way it faces, whether you are rural or urban, 
how big the plants in question are already, what sort of soil you have, whether it retains water, making it damp and chilly, or whether you've covered up the soil to warm it ahead of planting. Needless to say, that level of pre-planning is beyond me. So many variables, the whole thing is quite baffling. What did I do in the end? Well, dear listener, I hedged my bet. I planted out the green beans, which were climbing up the window I had grown them against and wrapping themselves around the window handle. In another week, the tendrils would have opened the window and escaped, so I figured they were clearly keen to be off, and keeping them in would likely result in me doing more damage untangling them when I planted them out than just getting them out now and risking a chill. The other tender seedlings, however, I have kept inside. Tomatoes, courgettes and pumpkins are awaiting my return from Chelsea next week before they go out. In the end, the decision was made for me because I'm away mostly until Chelsea anyway, so wouldn't have had time to plant them out, even if I had the courage to. I'm over-egging the stress of it, really. It is a bit of a fret, but if I'm honest, I love it. Watching the weather so closely makes you feel really at one with nature. Sorry for the hippie woo-woo. I moved out here precisely because I wanted the weather to matter in a way that it just didn't in the city. The sense of being up close to the seasons and observing its every twist and turn is very grounding. Yes, I'm happy to wonder and bother about the frosts because really it's a happy pondering, a quiet observing of nature that brings me closer to the land. Lemon and elderflower scones. The elder in our ditch is just coming into flower which is perfect timing because the Jubilee celebrations cannot pass without scones. And scones, in my view, are lifted to new heights by the addition of elderflower. I know, don't write in. Yes, strawberry jam and cream, etc. are lovely too. But it's a bit early for most strawberries and elderflowers have such a fresh floral tang that they work with the buttery crumble of the scone beautifully. Plus, I made this elderflower scone recipe for Meghan and Harry's do, so I'm happy to have another royal excuse to wheel it out again. Preheat the oven to 210 degrees C. I like to make scones in the old-fashioned way, using fingers and a butter knife. My grandmother's butter knife, as it happens. When it's a scone, the old ways are the best. No electric gadgets needed. So... In a large bowl, rub 80 grams of cold butter into 450 grams of self-raising flour with your fingertips until it looks like sand. Stir in three tablespoons of caster sugar, a pinch of salt and the zest of two lemons. Make a well in the middle of the mixture and gradually pour in 300 millilitres of whole milk. Give it a good mix with the knife with each addition, cutting the dough bits into the flour. Keep adding the milk bit by bit and keep cutting and mixing until you have a wet dough and all the milk is used up. Tip the dough onto a floured surface and knead briefly until smooth. 
flour your hands, then pat the dough into a round approximately two to three centimetres thick and use a cutter to cut out your scones. You can knead the offcuts together and make more scones until it's all used up. Brush the tops with a little milk, arrange on a baking tray and bake for 12 minutes or until lightly golden. Remove and allow to cool. For the cream, tip 200 grams of clotted cream into a bowl and fold in two tablespoons of elderflower cordial gradually. If you do it all at once, the cream might curdle. To serve, slice the scone in half and pile on the elderflower cream and some lemon curd if you have it to hand. Take a big plateful out to the nearest village green preferably whilst wearing a tea dress, and enjoy a sunny, frost-free bank holiday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.